Welcome to the Failure Friendly Podcast, the place where we unlearn the fear of failure by remembering how to trust ourselves and the process. It's Buzzy here. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm going to share with you a really quick and powerful exercise for when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. It's called triage your worries. Three questions to calm your farm. If you head over to www.failurefriendly.com, you will find the cute little infographic I've designed that goes with this exercise. It's like a flow chart that takes you through it. So you can head over there, take a screenshot, go through it with me now, or just refer back to it when you're feeling overwhelmed. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now, let's take some deep grounding breaths together to get started. So you might want to put a hand on your chest over your heart. You might want to close your eyes if you're not driving and take a big, deep inhale in. Hold it for a moment at the top before letting it go. Take one more deep breath in. Hold and then let it all go. So I hope you're feeling a little bit more grounded now as we dive in to triaging our worries. The word triage is a French word that means to sort or categorize into groups, usually three groups. So when you go into a hospital emergency room, there'll be a triage nurse there and it's their job to triage you, to categorize you by severity into either high, medium or low. And with those few quick questions, they're able to swiftly turn chaos into order. And that's what we're going to learn to do today. We're going to take a chaotic mind and create order by triaging our worries. So let me tell you our triage groups. There are three groups we're going to categorize our worries into. And then I'll teach you the really quick process that we use to categorize our worries. The three categories are level one, action now. So the worries that go into this group We've identified that the threat is real and we need to take urgent action. So this usually means removing ourselves from a dangerous or stressful situation or asking someone we trust for help. That's level one. Then we have our level two worries. These are called action soon. So the worries that end up in this group, we've identified that there's no immediate danger But the worry is alerting us to something that could become a threat or a problem in the future. So we do need to take these worries seriously and we need to turn them into action by finding the solution to that problem. So this usually means making a plan or creating a strategy that will avoid or minimize the problem. And then we have level three. This group's called no action. So what we've identified for our level three worries is they're not really worries at all. They're actually just unhealthy, limiting beliefs that we're holding. And we don't act on them because believing in and acting on these fears only leads us to further suffering. Instead of acting on the fears, this is actually a great growth opportunity for us to either reframe the fear 
with a growth mindset exercise or to relieve the fear with a self-compassion exercise. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But those are our three groups. Level one, action now. Level two, action soon. And level three, no action. Now let's go through the three questions that we ask our worries to categorize them. Are you ready? Before we ask any questions, we need to get clear on what the worry is that is tripping you out. So you might need to journal, you might need to sit with yourself, write it down, say it out loud. What is the worry? You might find you've got more than one of them knocking around, so you need to write them all down, give them all a ticket. We'll get to them one at a time. This is a super quick process, so everyone can just chillax for a moment. So is everyone clear on their worries? Great. Here is our first question. Is this worry real? Now, spoiler, this first question is a trick question. There's only one right answer to this question. It is always yes. If you feel it, it is real. It is real for you. So this first question, this first step is about validating how we feel. The whole point of this process is about detangling our minds. So if we go into the process by dismissing, downplaying, or denying how we feel, then those emotions are just going to get louder and louder until we pay them attention. They're going to create more chaos, and that's not what we want. But if we first just validate the emotions, then we begin to calm down. You'll feel your shoulders drop, your chest open, it'll be easier to breathe, and this sense of calm is what we need further into the process. It's going to help us to be more objective with our worries as we ask the next questions. So do not skip this step. Validate yourself. Yes. What you're feeling is real. Of course you're feeling this way. So that leads us to question two. Again, if you're following along at home, follow the arrows on the infographic to question two. Is this worry true? So just because a worry is real and emotion is real, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Have you heard the quote, don't believe everything you think? Not everything we think is true. So this question is about deciphering whether or not we can trust what we're thinking. Now, again, let me remind you the aim of this game is to detangle our minds. We don't want to be thinking of the answer. We don't want to be justifying, rationalizing why you want it to be true, why you don't want it to be true, what it means if it's true. We don't want to be creating more stories and more thoughts. So instead of thinking of the answer, what we need to do is feel into the question and wait for the answer to rise to the surface. When we feel into a question and we wait for the answer to come, what comes up is our inner internal guidance, our personal truth or our gut feeling. You may hear it as a voice or you may just feel it as a feeling of yes or a feeling of no, a feeling of being expanded and excited, that's yes, or a feeling of being constricted and closed, that is a no. 
but we're not taught to tune into ourselves and listen for our gut feeling. We're taught to listen to authority and to follow what's logical instead of what feels right for us. So if this is your first time really tuning in, it's going to feel really, really uncomfortable. It's going to feel excruciating that moment of waiting for the answer to come, not being sure if it will come and not being sure if you can really trust it when you do hear or feel something. So go easy on yourself. If you do need to entertain some thoughts, if you do need to feel into yes and into no to know which one feels right, that's okay. The more you practice this, the better you will get. The stronger that voice, that intuition, that feeling will become. And then eventually you'll get to the place where you don't have to think. You can just feel and wait and then know what the answer is for you. A tip to help is to take a few more of those grounding breaths to really calm down. It's from that calm place that the truth will come. So if you feel in and the answer to is this worry true is yes, then you have yourself a level one worry, an action now worry. So remember, these are the worries that go to the head of the queue because the threat is real and we need to take urgent action. So that's our first group. If on the other hand, you feel in and the answer is no, this worry is not true. You know, my life's not actually going to fall apart if I don't get this thing done in the next 10 minutes. Or maybe you've realized that the fear you're telling yourself is actually based on an assumption. If you have even a slither of doubt that this fear is not true, if you need more information to be certain, then the answer is no. Don't stress, even if it does turn out to be f- true later on, If when we say no, We're led to our question three, if you're following along at home on the infographic, and question three is where you'll get the clarity you need. So don't waste any time trying to think harder and weigh up, you know, is it true? Is it all it could be, but I don't know. When in doubt, say no. Come down with me to question three. Our final question is, is this worry helpful? So just because a worry isn't true doesn't mean that it's not trying to help us. It doesn't mean that there's not information in there for us to use to our advantage. So again, my failure-friendly friends, feel in to this question. Try not to think, try to wait, take some deep breaths and from that calm place, what do you feel? Does it feel helpful? Here's a quick tip. If the worry is presenting you with a problem and there's a clear action or solution in that problem, like, oh, you should have done this, this thing you have to do, it should have been done, then that's helpful. If it's pointing you towards action that you can take, that's helpful. If it's not pointing you towards some kind of solution, not even hinting at a solution, it's just telling you that the situation is fucking hopeless then it's not helping you. It's keeping you stuck. So that is a no. If your calm, quiet voice says yes, this worry is helpful, then you have a level two worry. You have a action soon category worry. So if we remember, this group is for the worries where there's no immediate danger, 
but it is alerting us to something that could become dangerous, could become a problem, could become a threat in the future. So this is an empowering moment for you to take back control, to realize that this worry works for you. You're the boss. It's alerted you to something so that you can take action. So let's turn this worry into action. In the same way that only you will know if a worry is true or helpful for you, only you will know the right action to take. So again, if you feel into that problem, be calm, the solution will become clear or maybe just the next step towards that solution. Maybe it's just creating a list, doing some research, calling a friend, who knows. You don't have to act this minute, but you do need to start planning and commit to creating a solution that will avoid or minimize this future threat. If on the other hand, you feel into the question, is this worry helpful? And the answer is N-O, then you have a level three worry, our final category called no action. Do you remember this group? They are not real worries. These guys are actually unhealthy beliefs that are going to keep us stuck forever. So if you've found yourself here, you've identified a level three, congratulations, you bloody legend. Right now you have an opportunity to heal this wound, correct this misconception so that you can be freer in the future. Woo! But how? Yeah, that's a good question. So feel into this worry. Is it telling you that there is something helplessly wrong with you? Is it telling you that you're the problem? If so, then this is an experience of self-doubt. Self-doubt is an immature masculine trait that we are going to mature into self-belief. We're going to do this by reframing the fear with a growth mindset exercise. So an example of a growth mindset exercise is to just add the word yet at the end. So if the fear was, I'm not good at this, you reframe it to something that's more helpful, more accurate to, I'm not good at this yet. Do you see how that little word just wedges in, you know, a whole world of possibility and helps you feel more hopeful. So remember the word yet, it's a magic word. If you feel into your worry and it's not telling you there's something wrong with you, it's telling you there's something wrong externally. Maybe it's a person or a situation or the world. It's telling you that everything sucks and poor you. Then this is an experience of self-pity. Self-pity is an immature feminine trait that we are going to mature into self-compassion. We can do this by relieving the fear with a self-compassion exercise. This involves getting into our bodies, really feeling the feeling. You can scan your body to identify where you feel it, what it feels like. You can name it to tame it, give the feeling a name and try and breathe into that space to soften and soothe. You can give yourself nice words like it's okay, it's normal to feel this way, you're not alone, this is a part of being human, you know, that kind of thing. So the failure-friendly mindset is not just about maturing these aspects of ourselves. 
turning self-doubt into strong masculine self-belief and turning self-pity into unconditional feminine self-compassion. So it's not just about maturing these aspects, it's about balancing these aspects. We don't want to be all masculine, all action, and we don't want to be all feminine and all rest. Failure Friendly is all about balancing both masculine and feminine aspects so we can have a sustainable practice. But how, 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 how? That brings in the third element of the failure-friendly mindset. So we've got self-belief and self-compassion. The third important part is self-awareness. So we need self-awareness. Practices like checking in, like triaging your worries, this is a self-awareness practice. We need it to mature those aspects, but we also need it to gauge whether or not we've gone too far one way we're too far in our masculine we're too far you know believing in ourselves and stepping into every challenge and just backing ourselves by trying even harder and more difficult and bigger dreams until we burn out and we don't want to be too far in our feminine we don't want to be so introspective and so reflective and magnetic and meditative that we become lethargic, that we're so far removed from the challenges that we're actually becoming fragile. We need those challenges to build our resilience muscles. Self-awareness is the thing that keeps us balanced from going too far one way. If you want to learn more about the failure-friendly mindset, head on over to failurefriendly.com. A way that I like to remember the three principles is wake up, shake up, make up. Wake up to your self-talk with self-awareness. Shake up that self-talk with self-belief. And then make up with yourself. Heal those wounds. Be able to feel the discomfort that comes with stepping into uncertainty with self-compassion. Wake up, shake up, make up. I discovered when I was researching the fear of failure that there are two things that keep us stuck self-doubt and self-pity, those two vicious loops. When we experience self-doubt and we think there's something wrong internally with us, then we turn our attention externally by trying to control the external world. We do this by overworking or playing small. We do this because we've lost trust in ourselves. We don't feel safe with ourselves. So when we don't have trust, the second best thing we can do is control. That helps us to feel safe. But in the long run, playing small and overworking, being super controlling is not a sustainable or healthy way to live. Instead, we need to mature this masculine aspect of ourselves and remember that we can trust ourselves. We do that with self-belief. When we experience self-pity and we think there's something wrong in the external world, you know, a person or a situation, then we turn internal and we protect ourselves. We put our walls up and we hide. That's because we don't trust life. We don't trust the world. It doesn't feel safe for us. So to make ourselves safe, we go inside. 
But distancing ourselves from the things that make us feel out of control and unsafe just reinforce the idea that we can't trust. We can't trust the process, the process of life, the process of change, the creative process, the parts of life that are not easy. The truth is we were designed to do hard things, to feel difficult emotions. So we can trust the process. We can trust ourselves to survive and thrive in the process. We do this by practicing self-compassion. If you want to start practicing self-compassion, self-belief and self-awareness so that you can remember how to trust yourself and how to trust the process, then you can get yourself a pack of failure-friendly action cards. There are 21 cards in the deck, seven wake-up cards for self-awareness, seven shake-up cards for self-belief and seven makeup cards for self-compassion. So you can start practicing and strengthening those trust muscles. You can find the cards at failurefriendly.com along with lots of other resources for you to try on this mindset if it resonates with you. Thank you for spending the last 21 minutes with me. It's been real. I've been buzzy and I will see you in the next episode.